This is it. Oh. Our team is here for today. Would everybody take a deep breath? Julia Mundell made it just in time. Okay. <clears throat> I have watched some of the interviews, not all of them. And I think it's an amazing practice. I think it's just an amazing uh, space to be in and to see uh, on both sides, like I said, on the side of the interviewer, how can I formulate question that draw art out, like draw out, invoke people's being, people's value, people's um, uh, transformational power in a way out. What kind of question, what does it take to ask this kind of question? Because there's really different kind of question and, and, and some of you had, I, I could hear it sort of, some of you had questions already prepared. And then your questions come from your mind. Then they come from this place of knowing instead of actually being in relationship with the person that you interviewed. And it, it's really the same thing in a, in a, in a race club uh, space when you're holding space and you have your participant, there's a way that you're actually interviewing them. You're just like, who are you? Like, I wanna get to know you better. And there's, uh, because, because your participant have value, they already have intrinsic value and they have a, a lot of life experience. And yes, they don't have the distinction, most of them, or the skills that you're offering. So you have value that they don't have, and that's why they're in your space. But they have value also for, for you, but also for the, the other participant. And to be able to, I think I wrote that, to be able to draw out this value, there's a way that then they can experience being valuable. And it's such a rare space to create, to... Um, create a space where people are valued. People can feel, can experience their own value. And, and the more they can be aware of that, the more they can be that in their life. So this is a form of nonlinear healing and transformation. It's a dimension of the Rage Club um, space that usually you don't talk about. You don't put that in the little blurb in the invitation that, that you send out. But it's a it's a it's a sideways dim dimension and value because it's a, it is a next culture space, and so here it's uh, this the game world of possibility management, but also the game world of rage club. the The purpose is 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 not to rage. I mean, to some degree, yes, but the the purpose of rage club is to unleash your anger so that, so that something else happened, so that you have clarity, so that your relationship uh, can be more extraordinary, so that you can take a stand, so that uh, you can build your, your um, guy on game world, so that you can take a stand for your own nation. So it's the so that part that is interesting. And that's the, that's, this is the invitation for you is for me. And I always keep that door open 
it, there's always a door in a rage club space about the purpose, the so that, and it doesn't have to be said, but it's held there so that um, it's a way that people who are to some degree stuck in modern culture, to some degree stuck in modern culture, but they've, they've walked to the edge of modern culture, have a door. They have a door to extract themselves from um, an ordinary culture that is you know, killing their being and, and killing pl planet earth towards a culture that they can choose, a, a culture that they create. So we call this next culture, in reality, it's next cultures. Each nano nation and each team and each community and each rage club, each space has its own culture. Okay, well, how do you, how do you get to design your own culture? Well, you need to, you know, you need to move out of, to some degree, modern culture, which is child-based, which is consumer-based into an adulthood and from adulthood, then the, then it makes sense. It's like, oh, what do I want? How do I want this to happen? What are my traditions? What are my rules of engagement? How do I want conversation to happen with people? How do we say hello? How do we celebrate births? How do we celebrate death? How do we have, how does initiation happen in my culture? Like on and on and on, there's thousands and millions of facets of culture, and but they really happen only at this place of being stabilized in the adult ego state. So Rage Club is one of the doorway to stabilize in um, the adult ego state and then have access to the warrior guardian archetype in terms of the culture. So that's this is the part of the the interview the person who interviews, what kind of question can you ask to draw out the value of people, okay? And then on the, on the side of the interviewee, the person who's getting interviewed, what I notice is, um, and some people, for example, I was listening just before this to the interview from uh, Melissa and Joe, Melissa interviewing Joe. And, um, and Melissa, somehow you have a natural uh, knack a natural skill for drawing out people. So to ask the questions that are, you, 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 whiz, you were really with Joe and being like, she was saying something and say, okay, I wanna know about this. You're talking about this, I wanna know more about this. And so you were with her the, really the whole time. And what I noticed for Joe, and I had this conversation also with Sibylla is in the beginning, you would give really kind of general concepts Kind of generalization that uh, don't really mean anything. It's sort of philosophical, uh, uh, yeah, concept, philosophical ideas. You know, this could be great, or I do this in my life. Um, I don't really have an example, but it's, oh, I think you were saying this. For example, you were saying uh, everybody can create anything in their life. Okay, well, that's a great idea, but in a way it's really philosophical okay, because how? The question is how? You know, we, this whole uh, level of conversation of we can, we must, we should, we need to change, all of that is all philosophical. And it doesn't actually bring transformation. It brings new, great new ideas. Okay, 
But there's this great, I had this great conversation with Anna Norenbuena that some of you know in New Zealand yesterday. Oh, you, you know Anna Norenbuena and I had a conversation with her yesterday about um, sovereignty and this whole conversation of sovereignty that's happening in New Zealand about uh, COVID like mandate vaccine and, and all this stuff. And she said there's a whole group of people in Motueka, which is a, a town close to where she lives. There's a group of edge worker, 200 people who got the idea of sovereignty. But when they're in a conversation, for example, with a policeman or with another person from modern culture, for example, they cannot say the words that they need to say to keep their center. The words will not come out of their mouth. It just, it won't until basically they get their anger back. So this is a great example of how the knowing of a great idea is, it's like, is worth nothing. It's almost worth nothing until you have the feeling with which you can actually apply and create this new idea in reality. You can actually speak about it, be it, you know, make a boundary, hold the boundary, make a distinction, be clear about the distinction, be clear about your context, and, and just what words are you using? And so the, the thing with the interview, which I think is um, the most interesting part, especially from the context of possibility management, is that what we're figuring is not the idea, what we're figuring is the how. What we're discovering, what we're exploring, what we're creating, the, the practices, the experiment, the emotional healing process, the initiation is the how. How do you get from modern culture to next culture? It's not an idea anymore. It is step-by-step, step, very clear, very practical. And, uh, and this is what you're talking about in your Rage Club, but it's also what you talk about in an interview. It's the how, how does it happen? What step that I have made that had brought me from, for example, with Sibylla, the example from controlling a space that, I, that Sibylla was holding to actually holding the space with clarity. Okay, how does this shift from control to clarity happens? So I didn't manage to get it out of Sibylla, but, but how it happened is you got your rage back, Sibylla. That's what happened. So the control is unconscious fear. And then with the rage, could hold space for fear without it being unconscious. And the, and the rage could hold the clarity, the fear telling you uh, where to apply the rage. Okay, okay, but if you can't say that, then it's all philosophical, basically. And it doesn't help people. So they wanna know how you did it and how they're gonna do it. What are your, your proposal about how they, they could do it, they can do it. So that's through, um, like for example, this example from control to uh, clarity from, I've unleashed my rage. Okay, control is unconscious fear. I was totally run by my unconscious fear. And that's how I would tighten control the space because I didn't know that I was afraid that I, that I didn't know how to, I don't know, what was it like? It would be, you know, this control is, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't know how to do it right. Okay, all unconscious fear. Well, all these examples, most people have that in them. I don't know how it's gonna go. 
don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it right. I don't know if I can do it perfectly. Okay, the only way that I've learned is control. The only way that I have an unconscious fear. God, but then I went through Rage Club. I discovered I unleashed my fear and, and this power of space holding that comes out of clarity. And I can actually say what I want and be clear about how I want the space to be and be in connection with people instead of being in separation with the control. Okay, well, that's a very clear, uh, um, you know, it's not really step-by-step, step, but um, a process enough that people can get, okay, now I get what rage is about, how I can use rage. And um, so, so, so you need to be able to do this in your rage club because your rage clubs are, are about this. What are we doing? How are we doing it? Where are we going? From where are we going to where? Like, what's the movement? What's the contrast? That's a distinction. We work with distinction. And what's the contrast with um, the life, the ordinary life? And that's uh, this conversation that I was having with Julia. You shared a little bit in a message, Julia Mondo. Um, actually, would you change your name to Julia Mondo? Because you're not, Stefan. Thank you. Um, about also talking about where people are and this pain of the ordinary, like this pain of, yeah, I'm totally run by my unconscious fear. Yeah, I'm totally run uh, by, my, by my gremlin complaining, blaming, uh, shaming. Okay, well, okay, I'm, okay, I'm here. Okay, I get it. I have my X on the map, I'm here. How? And then you've got the how. You've got the how. So I wanted, um, I wanted to sort of really, mentioned that some of you have not done your interview and some of you, uh, maybe you would want to do it again, but this shift from philosophical idea to very practical, oh, with, so with, uh, you know, step-by-step -step distinction and examples and experiments. As you're getting interviewed, just say, you who are listening, try this. You know, what, what if you did this? What, and or what if you practice this? Like, uh, Joe, you were talking about attention in, in your interview with Melissa. Okay, God, attention, there's so much to say about it. And it, what you were saying was so true. Where do you choose to put your attention? And the thing that was missing was you can decide. Okay, how do you decide? How do you decide to get back your attention? How do you how can you practice moving your attention from unconscious uh, hooks, basically, to consciously, where do you want to put your energy in your life? And, and then the, the 15 minutes interview can be only about that, and that would be completely uh, valuable. So it doesn't need to be, my, my proposal is, instead of making it broad, make it deep. Instead of making it more superficial, with a bunch of ideas, choose one or two. Really, before you get interviewed, choose one, two, maximum three ideas that you want to share and then go into them. How, how does, yeah, how, with this, with the question mark, how? So I, and I, I just, we heard from Kiri that she had a great experience last night also with Aurora, I guess, who was holding space with you, Kiri. Um, and I, I, I wanted here to share it with you, this experiment that she tried, so you can steal it and bring it into your own rage club. 
so the distinction around gremlin came into the space from the participants, uh, and I wanted to give people uh, an experience of of their gremlin in anger. Uh, so I sent them out into breakout groups in um, groups of two or three. Um, there's a space holder and a client. The client told the space holder, you are this person in my life. Just gave them a name, no extra detail. And then the, my invitation to them was to express gremlin anger towards that person for one minute. So the space holder is, you know, grounding themselves, bubble, making the space safe. The client expresses gremlin anger for one minute. And then at one minute, I sent out a message for everyone to switch onto the new map of anger, into conscious anger. And I gave them the, the sentence stem. So I stand for, I commit to, I feel. Um, so each person would, yeah, like be in their gremlin anger and then switch to conscious anger. Um, and it was really powerful. People really enjoyed discovering how much their gremlin is running their life. And each person got to see for themselves, this is how my gremlin is using my anger. Um, and they didn't all kind of make a clean kind of switch to conscious anger, but they got where they are on the map and they got this sense of what's possible and how they could use their anger and an excitement and a hunger to learn more about that. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question. How did they know about Gremlin? Like, did you set the context of what, what this is? Yeah, I set the context. So it, it came up in the space from a previous activity that was about staying centered and like deliberately giving your center away to the team. People were noticing like, oh, there's this playful part of myself that's coming forward. Um, and so, yeah, it actually wasn't my intention. It wasn't part of my plan to talk about Gremlin in this space, but it was so present um, in the way that people were talking. I was like, yeah, that's this part of yourself. That's your Gremlin and your Gremlin is there for, for survival initially, you know, it's keeping you safe and it's often, wow. yeah, it's unconscious. Um, I gave examples of how my gremlin was showing up in the space and how I was using my sword to, um, to manage that for myself and also for the group. Hmm. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so any um what was i going to say any questions about this this interview being interviewed interviewer or any experiments that you did this week or julia mundell and birgit you did your first introduction to rage club online yes <laughs> Yay. So any, I don't, I'm opening this, any questions or comments or considerations about anything? Yes, I have people applying for the Rage Club and I observed in myself that the, 
there are some people I actually like part of me, maybe my gremlin doesn't want them in the, in the training. And when like one person, when she was asking a question, I was answering in a way that most probably make her not come to my training. And I was wondering what this is like, if it's, if it's my unconscious anger, like if I, or the, my question is actually, is it recommended to use anger to keep people out of the training, like to have clear decision about who is in and who is out? Or is it for me as someone who's training how to give rage clubs, recommended to have people who are challenging, basically? So there's a bunch of questions in there. So the, the simple answer to using your anger to decide, um, you know, making a boundary, yes, yes, you can come, no, you, can come, you cannot come, uh, yes, sort of evidently, obviously. But that would be this conscious uh, anger. And the, the answer that you gave, you know, I gave her an answer and then probably she won't come, that's gremlins. Because it's just, it's... Uh, you try to manipulate her instead of being clear. So what, if you fuck, think about this person, actually it's not anger, it's another feeling that you have about her. It's anger. Okay, let's say it's anger. So what's the anger about? Yeah, I'm angry because she asked me if it's if if it would be worth it to do the introduction if she knows that she won't come for the training. Okay. What are you what why does that make you angry? Yeah, because I like I, I wrote an application letter where I write exactly this, that it's only about the introduction and then people can choose after the introduction if they want to do the whole training. So this is actually clear that it's possible but she was writing me back and forth several times before so I was assuming that she just wanted to keep me busy yeah. when she was asking that question I, I asked her why would why would she ask me if something would be worth it for her it would be up to her if she thinks it's worth it or not and so it why, kept on going. why would she ask you I don't know don't play don't play stupid Because she's insecure about okay. something. About what? I really don't know. I can't, I cannot. I, maybe I don't want to go there. There's a part in me that is like, okay, I mean, I need people in the training that really want to explore something about themselves. If I would be the one to have to pull them like actually my fear is that that she would give her center away and i would be responsible if she thinks that this was not the right decision thank you so how could you communicate that with her already now in a way that she could hear it yeah the answer i gave her was like why would you want someone else to choose for you if this is worth it or not And she didn't answer, so that's why I assume that she will not come. So the But thing in a way that... Mm -hmm. 
the thing about it is you're asking her a question that she cannot answer because she does not have her anger. So it's a, it's a trap. You set a trap for her because she cannot answer that because it's her whole life. The example that she gave you with her, her communication with you, that is what her whole life looks like. So for me, it's, I, it's, I, I have a pretty simple thing is holding space for an introduction or rage space, a rage club, includes having to communicate with people before. It just includes it immediately. It is not extra work. It is part of the introduction. It is part of the rage club. And when I have somebody like that, I call them up. I say, look, we're playing a different game. The game is you come, you know, if you want to come, you choose. I'm not responsible for your choice. And you have this conversation with her. I'm playing a different game and it's a game that you don't know how to play yet. It, would it be interesting for you to know how to play the game? And then next, uh, I, it be mm -hmm. this, this is what I wrote her. I wrote her if she would be interested to learn how to ask a question. The like, thing that, is message is gremlin. Okay. Is gremlin food. Because you're not in connection with her. You don't know, you know, when she reads the message, how she reads the message. You're not holding the space for her to be, I'm, right now, I'm going to offer you the game. I'm offering you the game right now in, in real time, in connection. So she can have an experience of it instead of an idea that she has no connection to. So it's, it's calling up people. And if she's hesitant, you say, you say, okay, not this time. I really say that to people. Say, look, this is not for you right now. And so, and that can make, you know, it can, and people can wake up and be, actually, I want this. I want, sign me in, where do I pay? Give me your PayPal, I'm paying right now. But, but and that, then, then the rage hub starts there. It starts the moment people register. But yeah. I want to check with you um, whether there is a judgment in you of this person potentially being in child ego state. And if so, and maybe that's like a healing process for you to go through. Yes, there's definitely a lot of judgment and it's more about Having, yeah, it's what Aunt Chloe said, having been in this conversation already with messages, getting the question of, is it worth it, was like, to me, the trigger of, is it really worth it to have this conversation? Like, it, it pulled me back in a way that I was, oh, wow, what am I doing here? Is it really worth it to communicate with someone who's actually not ready or not willing or... Yeah, and then I was judgmental, yes. I was also judging myself for doing that in the first place. So I bet you could shift from judging, which is exactly what the, the practice that Kiri did with her group. This shift from judging to, it's a beep. You just got a beep, that's all. That messaging doesn't work, beep. Shift, I have to call people now, go. And that's all. And I had to learn this the really hard way. I've had yeah, 10, 15 people play me like this and then I, I, I got it, I got the game. So sometimes it's the long, slow, hard way. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Cool, thank you for your question. 
Anything from anybody else? I have a question for Carol because he was there last night. Um, do you have any feedback or coaching for me about the exercise I shared, Carol? Mm. Yeah, I actually, I actually seen that you were uh, that this wasn't in the script, and that you centered yourself. And felt some fear to bring it, and uh, yeah, and it was um, and it was a good thing because um, because this um, this guy that was uh, like getting into his gremlin a lot, like he was smiling and like playing and running from tough questions with his. Uh, yeah, just just making jokes like something like this, and he really brought it to the space, and that I have this thing in me that, uh, yeah, that I am uh, making jokes, and maybe he also said it that maybe it is my defense strategy. Like he even he even said it himself. So uh, I think it was it was good. I just to, I want to pause, Carol. Just pause. Sorry. So what's your purpose, Kiri? I, and I just want to say one thing. It's right now you're throwing all of us back, all of us back into the past mm -hmm. in a space that we weren't in. And so I'm bored. I'm like, I don't want to hear about a space that has already finished. And there's nothing I can create, nothing I can shift, nothing that I can transform, nothing I can bring value to. This is completely, it, bring, it makes a huge now and brings the past in. So... So what was, what do you need? I can follow up with Carol later. Okay. Okay, thank you. There's this skill that is the skill of being able to ask questions and being able to ask the next questions. And it seems that we haven't really mastered or uh, practiced, let's say, I don't think it can ever be mastered, but practice these skills. In terms of, if you, the inability, the inability to ask question makes, makes it that probably you will stay at the level of what you know. You're staying at what is comfortable, what is, what is known, what is, oh, I don't, questions are doorway into the unknown. Questions are doorways, are powerful ways to open new territory or uh, ask about things and have uh, things that you didn't know that you didn't know about. And so that's the skill about interviewing people. Can you ask questions that will pull out things in the other person that you don't know that you didn't know about, but maybe even they didn't know that it didn't, they didn't know about. They didn't know that they didn't know about it either. So that's a mouthful. <laughs> okay, but, but it takes to ask questions. So there's a bunch of things, for example, that I'm doing in this space that I've been doing for the past five weeks that is part of holding space and holding space for um, 
this is, you know, rage club spaceholder training, but it, 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 it includes rage. And none of you have asked me any questions about how do I do this? How do I, why did I do this? Why did I choose uh, to speak like this or answer this question or interrupt here or not interrupt here or um, whatever, all these dimension of what is happening in the space. So do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? about this how, how to. So, um, I mean, my first question is why, why would you not be asking this? Does anybody have anything about this? Why, you, why would you not be asking these kind of questions? For me, not asking is fear of getting it wrong. So even asking a question, would, you could ask a question wrongly. For me, it's, me more, I, it's more about that I'm, yeah, I'm still on, yeah, I can see myself on some level. I am the participant, you are the space holder, and you will offer what, so there's this trust that you will offer what the space needs. So for me to ask the question almost has a sense that I'm questioning your authority in the space. So to ask random question is like, hmm, okay, Am I shifting the space now in a direction that you weren't intending to and taking the space away from you? Okay, well, that could be an emotional healing process or some kind of construct that you have about how, you know, then there's the authority figure who yeah. has a plan and decides. And then you can't actually fulfill your own uh, necessity. You know, it's like not allowed. It's not, you don't have the permission. Yes. How many people have this thing? I don't have the permission to actually ask for what I want if it's different from the plan or what the space holder has planned. How many people have that? I'm not allowed to ask for what I want. In a space like this. Yeah, in a space like this. In a space like this. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of space am I holding in a space like this? Okay, please, everybody, take your big book. Take a blank page of your beat book and draw a square all around, just all around the page. Like this, something like this. It is a rectangular all around the page. And you can make a little star, something at the top, kind of a little symbol. And then you write, everybody's ready. You write, I, cut, no, hereby. Cut, I hereby, how do you say in English? I hereby or hereby? Okay. I, I, oh no, I and Chloe Destromo, and you write your name, you don't write mine, please. I put your name. And Chloe Destromo, hereby. License myself to ask any questions at any time in any space. And you write the date, 6 December, 2021, 
in a little signature. Seventh over here. Oh yeah, seventh over there. I was thinking that too. Okay. <laughs> Do not outdate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody, can you read it? I, say your name, Okay, this is of forever. You can, you can put forever, forever. Okay, this is a forever license. It never expires. You never have to go back to the DMV, whatever license renewal thing. It, it just exists forever. Because your license, your questions license. Okay, Sibylla? <laughs> the rest of your life, from now on to the rest of your life, you get licensed to ask any question. Yeah, I can feel it. That's quite, yeah. Oof. I my fear. Fantastic, isn't it great? Okay, Jay, you were gonna say something. What, what is it for you? So while I can relate to both uh, what Joe and Sibylla said, part of what goes on for me in this space is that I see you with examples of space holding regularly showing. So for me, there's a, there's a um, uh, surfing the wave of what I can hold with already what you're bringing. So there's like my questions, they, they, they go by and, and the space is full. So this is part of my experience of being in the space is that I, I see you giving me examples of how to hold the space. So I'm absorbing that. Okay. Okay. I, so to add another possibility or another dimension is that you will be facing, you know, I don't know if you're holding space at the moment, but you will be facing stuff in your space that I'm not being faced with, for example, in this space, because each space is so unique. And so that could be something to, to bring when you're in any space holder training or, you know, not even, but especially in space holder training is this happened to me in a space and I didn't know how to handle it, say it, you know, I got hooked. I need possibilities. So also stuff like to bring our own beeps because you're not probably not the only one to have these beeps in the space. Cool. Thank you. Any, any other insight from anybody else? Now that you're licensed, I want I want to share something that you just brought in around space holding because I practiced setting a context yesterday, and two things happened to me, and um, I have a question about that. Unless, yeah. So, um, one thing that happened was there's a one thing that's happening to me at the moment, and is that I. I notice my fear coming in and then I, I'm in this blank state. And one possibility that I already got was to, to switch to the new map of fear and lean into that and keep going. And still I have this really prolonged silence to find that. So there's like, like I notice the fear and I go, oh, okay, right, next thing. Um, so that's one thing. And yeah, just asking for possibilities, what else I can do. 
And the other thing is that um, I get into this role, like I feel like myself being, so I, like I was being in an identity and like I was a pirate and I, I started like the intimacy cafe with the pirate and I really like got into it and I feel myself going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can feel it in myself that it's like a good distinction. Something's rolling. And then there's this point where something happens in me and then I just go into blah, 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 blah. Like it is just random stuff coming that's not relevant anymore. So it's almost like my body can't hold hold as much being in that or feeling this coming through me. And yeah, I just want to know what what I could do then or whether it's just practice. Hmm. The first for the first uh, uh, question, this fear is I think is the fear that I was talking about. I think uh, last week about this then you put your center in front of you and you took, you put your attention on you and it's like, shit, I don't know what to say. Shit. I'm blank. Oh, I'm, and, and then you're looking at yourself. And as long as you look at yourself, nothing will come because the space is not for you. And so it's this thing of looking at people and, and really one thing that it's kind of a hint is a trick that I use is um, the, and I got it from this speaking from the unknown is I choose a word. You know, I look at Habet and she has this uh, sheepskin. I'm gonna, God, I okay. The thing about Rage Club is that people are sheep. People are just, you know, in their life, they're zombie sheep. They follow the rules. They, they, never, they never question about why they're doing what they're doing. They're complete sheep. Okay, Rage Club teach you to be the black sheep, you know, you go in the other direction. And, and then, you know, I can go on and on and on, but I pick one thing and then I grab onto it and it's, and how does what I have to say, well, it will unfold from that. So, and, and if I don't pick anything, sometimes I choose whatever, carrot or thyme, or you start with one word and let it unfold. That's a great mm -hmm. speaking from the unknown. And that could be the same trick for, uh, this pirate identity, and at the same time, in a, a live space, um, your identity needs to shift and shift and shift in terms of holding a, a live space. And to hold a pirate, you know, space for an hour or something, it's almost a, a, theater, piece, a theater piece. And so you have to kind of have a script. But even in the past, God, it's been 45 minutes already, um, you know, even then I shifted identity. I was talking to you and then I look at, and then I'm having this meta conversation about time. And I'm, oh, Jesus, whatever. And, and I have this, so I shift identity, you know, in this 45 minutes, a bunch of time. So I would experiment more with that, the shifting identity. Cool. Good luck. Um, and the second like part. Yeah, I would like to add something to the first part uh, because what also works for me is to not only connect with the fear but with a joy and to do that at the very, very beginning and try to connect with a high-level fun principle. I mean, when it's a high-level fun for you, then it's going to be high-level fun for space. So it's also a different way of navigating it, but uh, it's something that really works for me when I hold the space. And just to be clear, high-level fun is uh, not joy. Yes. Yeah, high-level fun is 
a whole bright principle. And it includes joy, but it also includes anger, sadness, fear, and joy, and a bunch of other things. Cool. I have a question. Go ahead. I still would like to hear about my second part, if that's not for the first part. Yeah, the shift identity. Shifting ah, okay. keeping what that's... identity is shift. Instead of ah, only staying, okay. staying in the pirate. Mm. Shift into yeah, it was only for three minutes or something. Like that. Sorry? Okay. It wasn't for an hour. It was just for like three minutes. And then yeah. after three minutes, it gets too full. But he yeah. says shift in. Okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. Thank three you. minutes is enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. totally. Thank you. So, Sibylla, I have a proposal for you. Is that these questions are not just for me? No, this is a question that be for everyone. I yeah. know. But you, do you remember what you said when you first started the question? I have a question that will support the space. No, you say, yeah, and um, Chloe, I have a question. Okay, how can I? Everyone, I have a question. So the thing is, you don't even need to say that. You don't even need to do any uh, prelude. <laughs> just start, just go. I'm curious when you interrupted the space, where Kara was speaking about Kiri's um, rage club from last night. <clears throat> How did you notice that you were bored? Like what was happening inside of you that you noticed that you were bored to then notice that you want to use your sword to interrupt the space and yeah, direct the space back into extraordinary? Yeah, I mean, how do you know you're hungry? Yeah, by taking a moment to feel into myself and... How do you know you need to breathe? That happens unless I take a deeper breath. It just happens. My body is doing that. Yeah, so it's the same. I think it's... A, it's we, we have more or less of a numbness bar to hunger or thirst or, you know, not really breathing unless you're a deep dive, you know, you're a deep diver. Uh, but boredom is the same. It's like, so I have a pretty um, low tolerance to boredness, to boredom. And I'm even inventing word. <laughs> this is, so so I, that's how I keep myself entertained. I invent, <laughs> I've invented about four words since the beginning of this. <laughs> Sibylla, I, I wonder why, what, what you felt like, what did you not feel boredom? I felt something and, and I was feeling my fear of the space going somewhere else. I, I could feel that, but I, I didn't get to the point of feeling bored. So yeah, Sorry. it was noticing, but not the, this is what's happening. And this happens to me often, yeah. So I, I get a sense that in that conversation, there was a part of you and maybe others, including myself, that wasn't bored because there was an invitation for the gremlin to get fed with, mm. ah, here's something where Kiri could have done something better, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So that part might not have been bored, the gremlin. Mm. And then there's another part that for me definitely was bored as well. And and I didn't I didn't speak up. So I wonder whether, whether you noticed that in yourself, Sibylla, that there's a part 
of you that is not bored because it's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. So that and this uh, being hooked in other people's stories as if they're interesting. Yeah. Yes. I mostly, uh, most stories that people tell I find not interesting. I feel anger when I I experienced when when you interrupted the space. I was like, I I I do that in my space and in my relationships. But when I do that, it's like I feel this anger afterwards, like I did it too late. It's like a few seconds or a half minute too late, where I feel man, I I waited because I waited that something interesting could come. So I gave a little bit more space instead of really stopping it when I feel it mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if it's my numbness bar or or if it's a ni nice box it's it's it sounds like it's both I'm not sure what is my point where I'm waiting I see it I feel it but I'm waiting well yeah so that would be the this nice boy just do a process about that about you can also have a license you can make yourself a license to interrupt at any time, you know, that you, then you're licensed. And in a relationship, you know, in a partnership, in some kind of space of relationship with one person, uh, this is also about negotiating intimacy. Interrupting is making a boundary. I made a boundary, stop. You know, in a, in, uh, in a relationship, it would be more about negotiating. It's like, is this really, I would like to have a different conversation with you. What if we tried this? And then instead of making a, a boundary would be a stop and it kind of, you can feel the, the space kind of having full breaks on it, you know, and a negotiating intimacy is a offer is a rolling. It's like uh, those somersaults that you make, you make a somersault into a different space and it's just more elegant. So you could use your anger to make a shift instead of a stop. Thank you. That's a great practice. I noticed myself getting frustrated because there was no clarity. Um, and I had this habit that I realized of zoning out when that happens. So um, my sense, it's probably an emotional healing process. It's worth checking it out. Mm. Yeah. Do this in your rage club. I think this would be this is such a fantastic thing. I've never talked about this, but this, why do we zone out? Go into this daydreaming, uh, some kind of people call this disassociating. Okay, I would not, don't call it disassociating because it's, it's a psychological term. So you're not here to cure disassociation, but it's what, it, what is happening in us when, when there's this ordinary space and, and we uh, go zombie? It's like going zombie. Yeah. Cool. Bring that in your even introduction to Rage Club. Mm -hmm. Was there somebody? Habet, yeah. Yes, I have a question to uh, the healing space in the Rage Club. Like uh, now we have this wonderful beings who hold space for e EHP Dojo. But what would I do in the Rage Club? Because um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, people are not so experienced to hold. A, yeah, that's yeah. a question that comes back up 
kind of often and often because the rage club is not quite a space to do emotional healing process. Maybe over the four weeks, you might have a half hour space where you do an emotional healing process, but usually it's practices and, and exercises. So uh, there's a couple of things you can do. One is I usually kind of have a thing where somebody hits a big emotional healing process, I would hold space for them. And so I hold space for one, two, three people over the month for free. It's sort of included in. And uh, if somebody asks me specifically, can you hold space for this process? I, I'll say it's paid and usually it's half price because they're in, they're in one of my spaces. So I, I charge them half price than my regular price, which is 150 euros. So that's two options. And I totally recommend to have an EHP dojo integrated in every of your rage club. And for people who are totally new to this space, you give them the map of feeling consciously. Mad, sad, glad, and scared. You know, let one of the feelings get bigger. Did that ever happen to you before? Go back to the moment where it happened before. And you have the script. The, the, the script is written. So people can hold the page and hold space with the page. And it won't be fantastic, but it will just be mad, sad, glad, and scared. And that's really what, what people um, who are beginners really need. So I, I would, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold space for Rage Club uh, next year. And I'll, in the blog, I'll say there's the Rage Club and this emotional healing process dojo that goes with it. And it's an hour and a half and it's, it, it is included in the, in the space. So that would be the proposal. And then for you to join sometimes and, and um, you know, whatever, hold space for one person and give possibility and coaching because People get if people get that they can hold space. This is one more doorway for them to uh, you know, get money from this instead of working for any kind of corporation. God, I can listen to somebody. I can do completion loop. I can distinguish between mad, sad, glad, and scared. That's all you need to start with. That's all. So that's another door. Does that answer mm -hmm. your question a bit? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think you said that um, four weeks after four weeks at the Rage Club, the people go out, it's too much. Um, I have this idea that I would I wanted to do it for five weeks. And on the first week, I want to really get the focus on completion loops and all the stuff so they can hold the space for each other during the following weeks. Yeah, try it. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it's maybe too much for them, but sometimes it's like I'm challenging and I'm pushing them too far than they can. Really, forget the pushing. Do not, it's, this is not about pushing. Nothing in Rage Club is mandatory. It is, it's not mandatory. So you can make offers and people will go to their edge. Fantastic. God, they've been waiting for this. Possibility management is really a work for the spectrum of the people who are geniuses. Like there's all these uh, spaces for people who are, you know, um, have autism or sort of kind of mental handicap or all of that is people are so taken care of. And I'm not saying it's fantastic, but there's all these offers. Okay, where are the offers for the geniuses? You know, except the Ivy Leagues and all this, whatever, the Harvard the colleges, but it's all intellectual. It's so boring, so boring. So really the people that you have in your spaces, they are geniuses. They want to be brought to the edge. So make these offers at the edge 
and and people will people will only do what they can they can do can be sure of that and if you know if people don't show up on the fifth week i'm okay with that they're full i'm okay they need a week to integrate they'll come next week i'm totally fine with that yeah so give them give them food give them what they need I would also imagine that there is so much depth of intimacy also if people start holding space for each other right from the beginning of a rage club, then they're also really building the, the group in, in yeah, getting to know each other's what's alive for them in such a deeper way. It's a very, um, yeah, it's a, it's a depth that will come into the space then. Thank you. Sibylla, just as an example, you know, the question is, is what you said for you or is what you said for the group? Did you say it for you or did you say it for us? I, I see it as a valuable um, part to, to notice how the group intelligence would um, benefit from it. Okay. The way you brought it was you were sharing your inner dialogue, like your inner realization. And so it has, it had less value in this. It didn't really have value in the space as a bringing some distinction or, possibi or possibility. It was a sharing more of a, than a possibility. And so the invitation is uh, to check, am I, okay, is this me having this insight right now? And it's fantastic. And if I want to share it, how can I bring it so that it creates value for everybody? It creates a totally new track, new possibility, new matrix uh, thread into their being. And that, and that is kind of the threshold of your sharing. And this is a different, it's a different threshold that you're putting on yourself than you're asking for your uh, participants. Like the level of participant, if anybody shares anything, it's fantastic because people don't know how to share who have no idea how to share their inner world. So if they can share, you say, thank you, it's fantastic. But you at a level of space holder, your threshold of value is higher. So move the threshold. Okay, I would like to go into some practice uh, that I noticed last week jumping into the, your 15 minutes introduction to Rage Club that some of the core distinction and core practices um, were missing clarity. We're missing this uh, dead on mimetic, step-by-step -step building the bridge for people to get from where they are to where uh, they can be, or like where you would want them to be. And, and it takes a particular mimetic path to do this. And so I want to do this practice, I'll tell you how it goes, so that in you, you build this path, you build this sensation of, God, if I say this, then I can feel how each distinction that I land changing, change the space, changes the space. It makes, it builds the next brick and I can, and I can build the next brick on, on top of that and on top of that and on top of that. And I'm moving, I'm moving people's being into a new space. So to do this, the way I want to do it is that we'll all do the process at the same time. There's two of them. We'll start with this centering, bringing people into centering. And that I will say a sentence 
and you say the exact same sentence in the language you'll de deliver your uh, rage club. Okay, so I'll say it in English, you get to say it in whatever language you want to. And then I'll say the next sentence and you just repeat the sentence and do the same gestures as I'm doing and feel this path in you of, of this path of distinction, okay? We'll do this in the main group, okay. And um, so as we do this, you say this as if you're holding space for all 16 people here, okay? So you're not just talking to yourself. You have a voice that lands in all of the 16 people, including me, okay? Including everybody. So you match my tone, you match the gestures, you match the whole thing. So here we go. This is a practice in centering. And this is a practice in centering. Please stand up. Stand up. You have two kinds of centers. You have you have an, a physical center. Your physical center is in between your hip bones. And physical between your belly and your back. So, Sibylla, you're not sideways. You need to be sideways. Also, Melissa. And, and Julia, yeah, uh, Habet, yeah. And if they don't see your hands, they can't see what you're doing. So you need to move your camera, it's a whole thing. Move your chair, your camera, so that they can see exactly your, where your hands are. Yeah, Kiri even more, yeah. Okay, so we start again, let's do the hip. Your physical center is in, in between your hip bones. And And in the middle between your, your belly and your back. And in the middle between your belly and your back. Three, three, um, three fingers below your navel. Three fingers below your navel. Inside of your body, and it's the size of a grapefruit. Inside of your body, the size of a grapefruit. Great. Your energetic body, your sorry, your physical body does not move. Your physical body is your center of gravity of your physical body. Your physical center is the center of gravity. Okay, you can, you can feel it if you do some yoga pauses. This is where people put their feet to hold you up. When you do yoga, that's your physical center. You have an energetic center. 
Your energetic center, on the contrary, moves. It can move. Im Gegensatz energetic center, on the contrary, You can, for example, you can put it in the future. Du kannst es zum Beispiel You can put your energetic center in the past. Du kannst es You know when you have given your center to somebody else because you are worried about what they're thinking of you. Or you expect them to tell you what to do. Oder so meist so Kiri, Jay and Joe, people also Dara, people need to see your face because they're talking, you're talking, people need to see your face. You need to find a way that they can kind of see your body and your face at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now. Right now. Yes. Right now. Right now. Right now. Put your attention on where where your center is, your energetic center. Point with your finger. Und yeah, zeig dahin. Zeig dahin. Point where it is. Und jetzt dahin zeigen, wo es ist. Now you have located where your energetic center is. Jetzt. Ich habe lokalisiert. Lokalisiert. Now with your intention, with it, which is an energetic force, with your intention. Jetzt. Vostra intenzione. Vostra intenzione. You move your energetic center from where it is onto your physical center. And close your eyes. This is the sensation of 
being centered. Das ist die Sensation of being centered. When your energetic center is on your physical center. This is where when you move your power, your responsibility, your choice, your voice, your feelings, they come from you. And now slowly open your eyes and stay centered. You're going to use your clicker, which is an energetic tool. It works with your finger. It's your clicker like this. Please declare a grounding cord, which is this big around, about this big around, flexible between your center and the center of Gaia. At the count of three, go. So one, at the count of three, please tell me the color of your grounding cord. Thank you. Great. Your personal bubble of space is the space that distinguishes what is your space. It's a distinction between your space and everybody else's space. Okay. It, it, it looks like kind of an egg goes around about 50 centimeters around yeah. around you all around you. Some of at the count of three, please declare your personal bubble of space. Okay, now please put your hands on where is your personal bubble space? Can 
fill your personal bubble of space. Great. This is first position of a possibility manager, of a possibilitator. We're ready to start. Great, thank you. So that's for the center and the grounding and the bubbling. Uh, I have a question about uh, addressing people. In German, there is a distinction uh, in you, like in English, it's both time you. And is it more appropriate to speak about do, which would be just like I speak to one person or like you as a group? Mm. Okay, I never we thought I speak English. Yeah, somebody has an answer? Yeah, we have the same thing in Polish. And what I noticed, it's mostly working when you speak to a single person, yeah. like in a single person language. Yeah, thank you. But in the Im uh, imperative form, so it's an order. So it doesn't have, I don't know, in French, for example, in the imp imperative, there's no pronoun. I don't know if it's the same in German, in Polish, but oh well. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay, any questions about, about this? Look, for the centering, it's worth, I mean, it doesn't have to be every session, but it, it's worth repeating it. It's worth repeating this whole 10 minute se sequence more than one time with the same group. And it can be every session. Again, mm -hmm. where is the physical center? How do you move your center, your energetic center? You put your attention on the energetic center and then with your intention, you move the energetic center. Okay, so that two different forces, your attention and your intention. So any questions about this? I've heard it also described as using your will. I wonder, I'm just wondering which is clear because intention and attention, sometimes they kind of, they sound a bit the same and my mind does a little bit of like, Ugh. So maybe Jay, I don't know if that's true, but you could have a form of um, a slight dyslexia. Is that? So I think it's, a, it's actually a strength because then you can pay attention, you're really sensitive to these details if you mix up attention and intention and you can use it as a way of paying attention. Um, and so please use intention because will in possibility management uh, has a whole domain of, um, it's a whole new territory than just moving your energetic center. Yeah, cool, thank you. Um, I have a question about, or and an observation about um, when people have held space for me to be centered. Some, some people have told me how thick my bubble should be And I've noticed that my gremlin reacts to like being told what to do, which is probably an EHP. But like, 
how thick the grounding cord needs to be or how thick the bubble needs to be and yeah so one thing that yeah. would be an emotional healing process for you to do because mm -hmm. it's it's sort of a two or three year old tension you know i you don't get to tell me yeah. what to do so just go back there yeah. and and complete it that's great to do that and for the bubble there's a lot to work with with the bubble for some of you you've noticed if you had porous bubble holes in your bubble you know even after all this work you know all the work that you've done you still had a, a porous bubble which means no bubble there's people for example who are very sensitive to loud sounds and you will notice it straight away in the space they'll start crying they will start fading away mm. and one of the trick is for them to have kind of a thick bubble, like a centimeter, a centimeter and a half thick bubble. And you tell them, keep that bubble. It's because they've never had a bubble before. And so, and so, and often is also when their parents were being really loud. And so every time there's a loud sound, it just reminds them of their parents fighting. It just brings them back to early childhood. Okay, so that is useful to say. The, the healing process for people who are sensitive to loud sounds is for them to make the sound themselves. Mm -hmm. Because when you notice that you have the same sounds inside of you consciously, then the sound outside don't seem so big. But it's because as a child, they, the, the difference seems so huge and so powerless. So it's really this, to in, keep inviting them the moment you will make these sounds, other people's sounds won't, you won't, you will be able to hold space for it. It's totally magical, completely magical. Anybody had that experience? You were sensitive to loud sound and now you can really hold space for that? Yeah, great. So bring, if you've had that, just bring that in the space that that was your own process and then the, people can be with you. And uh, the fixed bubble of space in the beginning is, before they really do this, the process of making big sounds for themselves, tell them that when the sounds come, when the feeling come, it hits the bubble and then it slides off the bubble. So it goes and it slides off instead of going into their personal bubble of space. And they can put their attention on that. Even if they do that for half hour, they, their life completely changes because then they can protect themselves. They can actually be in themselves with anybody around, loud sounds or not. Um, but usually when people usually declare their personal bubble of space, it's more like a paper fin. It's like a bubble, like a bubble fin. And that's really all, all that's needed to make the distinction. Thank you. So it's only in, in specific cases. I feel very touched by that distinction and it lands in me. It's like I had this story with my neighbors. There are little children who are playing and stomping. It reminded me on some stuff with war that I experienced in childhood. And since this rage club training, I'm here with my towel, but I'm doing really loud noises when they are there. And I'm often louder than they in the last weeks. And what I experienced is then that I feel I'm... It's like it felt so dangerous for me. And now it feels like, okay, I feel also my dangerousness and my ability to express that. And it, it's still there and triggering me, but it's like, I'm, I'm not overwhelmed by it. And it's really going on now. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I want to share that this was the first time that I bring this distinction of uh, 
getting center bubble and grounded in, in Italian, in my mother language. And I feel fear that it doesn't really uh, land the same way uh, than in English, like now translating what, what you said. And yeah, it really sounds strange or weird uh, translating exactly in Italian. And I'm wondering, I know there's, uh, there's people in the group that also speak other languages, the first language, and I'm curious to know if, uh, yeah, how it is for, for you. I, I remember, mm, yeah, yeah I liked it and to, to talk in German. I think it's, it's more something about you used to be English, to do possibility management in English, but I could do it also in Italian with you if you like. Jacopo, I have a possibility for you, and that is to um, just be with an English speaking person and give that distinction. And like, I have a sense in my body that I'll be able to give you feedback on the, on the, on the amount of anger that you're using, how things are landing and just give that a go. Thank you, Annika. Yeah, I remember that I had the same when I, I um, encountered possibility management, it was always in English and I could not imagine to do it in German or to go to a training in Germany or speak to German trainers. It sounded so weird to me. And I, um, I have the same experience when I see people from my region, like I'm living in Germany, in Western Germany. And when I see those people in other countries, I see so many um, parts of them, the way they behave, and I read them completely different than I would do in other people. I assume that this is even more effective, what I want to say is that bringing it into your language is even, even more effective, and this can be scary also. Mm. I have a question on Chloe. Um, no, I have a question to the whole group. <laughs> Thank you. I felt it. Yuck. Um, yeah, so I, I got bored right now by this. Um, like I, I noticed myself going, oh, yeah, well, I, it's not interesting to me or something like that. And my question is, like, Jacopo asked a question and people answered Jacopo's question. And somehow I get a sense in the space that then it turns into this Jacopo is getting his question answered rather than Jacopo going on a journey himself. And so, yeah, I, I, I want to share here, like, yeah, because my, my gremlin has a thing, like I, I go, okay, hang on a minute, my gremlin could just destroy this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm venturing, I'm not interested at all. Yeah, so I, yeah, I would like to hear if anyone else experienced this or... Annika, yeah, beep, beep shift and mm. you could like, what, what's your intention now? You could, you mm. could also yeah. take a stand. Actually, yeah, that question was a, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking a stand for holding space for Jacopo when he answers the question and, and put like for, for like, yeah, I, w I want, I want you to, to, to go on a journey with Jacopo rather than, um, answering his question like letting him okay. find his his gold himself like his treasure on his in his next step because it'll be different for Jacopo than for anybody else thank you thank you, thank you. 
I want to, this is great. I want to do one more step-by-step uh, -step thing with you. And then I want to practice this asking question and answering question without answering the question. Just what you were saying, mm -hmm. where you take people on a journey instead of giving them all the jewels that they won't be able to do anything with actually. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next part, which is classical kind of basic towel work that uh, I invite you to do straight away in an introduction. So people, I, okay, I wanna give you this. When you do an introduction to Rage Club or, or a work talk about Rage or a festival, any kind of work talk, there's uh, a couple things that will make your work talk legendary. Is one, if you bring distinction that people have never heard of. If you bring one, two, three distinction that people have never heard of. And the other thing is that people feel something. If people can feel something, it is better than any space that they've ever been in, and they will remember you for that. So any exercise with, where there's feedback or an actual uh, experience of feeling, um, those are the two things, and, and you're good to go. That, and, um, and also offer a space for sharing, where people can actually speak as a way to integrate uh, their new experience. So really a, a, a space for sharing or a question. Three things. Great. So introduction to Rage Club. Uh, this is towel work. So and we start. So please take one of your towel, the bigger towel, and roll it up in a little bun. Jacopo, your towel is too small. Sibylla, your towel is too small. Please show me your towel. And say this, please show me your towel. Please show me your towel. Please show me your towel. Put your two hands close together, touching. And then Please make sure that you have your two feet on the ground. And that you're still centered and you still have a bubble and a grounding cord and a bubble. If you don't, please declare it again. This is a practice to start feeling anger, start feeling low level anger in your body. This is any practice. Any and it goes like this. And it goes like this. Is everybody ready? Everybody ready? You just have to say great. 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 Start, start twisting the towel with your hands. Start twisting the towel. Twist the towel. Feel the energy go up your arms. 
Du spürst die Energie in Down in your chest. Can you feel it Up in your chest? Got it? Just practice 
all the way from a couple sentences of context setting and then the practice. We ready? Here we go. One, two, three. This is a practice. Yeah, this is an practice. Consciously of square every person so you take you have the habit of looking at what is everybody doing okay so you're not looking at yourself and you're not looking just at one or two people you look at everybody one by one okay keep going go again okay Monica and Annika, your face is too nice. She'll bring your face into this experience of rage in your body. You can, and Okay, so bring your face in because that's the main thing that people see. So th that's your expression. And I think Julia, Julia Mendel also, okay? And another thing is keep saying yes and great and keep going in between your sentences because then people get it. They're walking over the edge with you, okay? You, you've walked that path before, but they're walking over the edge. They have no idea what the fuck is going on. And if you don't say, yes, that's it, they like, oh, if you say yes, then, oh, this is solid ground. Okay, I can, this is solid ground, I can walk here. And then they like, oh, again, that's a new step. And you say, yes, God, that's solid ground again. And, and, and you keep going like that. So your yes says, this is solid ground, keep going. Okay, we're about somewhere around the chest or the belly, somewhere like that. So we start again from there. Okay, twist. Yeah. Yes. Practice really, your, your face is too nice, it's dead, it's 
like Habet's jacket is like a sheep. So bring your face close, close to the screen, especially you, Julia Mendel over there. Yes. Bring it close, closer, closer, closer. No, Julia, closer. Yes, yes. And now mean face. Make your meanest face ever. <laughs> <laughs> If you raise, what is that feeling? What? I couldn't hear yeah. you. Yeah, stuck. surprise. It's like kind of shock or surprise. Anger is like this. Try to do this with your eyebrows. Yeah, you can hold it. Yes, yes, hold yeah. it. This is concern. You get it, Anika? This is concern. Put the teeth out. Keep out. Yes. Joe also. Open. Yes. Yeah, Joe, keep going. So keep open. going. Keep. Coaching. Can anybody coach Julia to make a mean face? Who wants to try? Open your mouth. Go, go, Melissa. Open your mouth. Yeah, ah, show smiling. your face, but yeah, no smiling. So make that anger. Let the anger come from deep inside. The anger in your jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the eyes. And allow the anger to come through your face, really to come out, really let it come. So Dara, do this and and you have to uh, show it. Okay, you can't just like say this. Yeah. do this, yes. So Dara, 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 pause. Just Dara, pause for a second. Just start. So that was too much. She mm. can't follow that. So that you were 10 step ahead. Okay. Okay. So connect with Julia and tell her how to move her, her face, move it at the same time so that she can do it with you. Okay. Go okay. ahead. And you need to raise your anger. Okay. But not too loud. Okay. Grab your towel and allow the anger to really rise. Yes, yes, and yes, keep going. Keep going and let it come to your arms <sighs> to come to your face. Yes, and now yeah. let your voice come. <sighs> Yeah. Dara, tell her how to move her face. She needs to, she doesn't know, she doesn't know how to move her face. This is this pretty girl, you know, sexy, whatever, not dangerous, nice girl. This is wireless work and you have to bring her into the wireless. Okay. Raise your anger again. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, and allow it to come through your face. It's yes, becoming heavier, yes. closer. And let it be sharp, guys. Yes, yes, and stay, 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 stay there. Hold the anger. Don't let it rise. Yes, stay, stay there. Your eyes really look sharp. 
Keep going, keep going. Great. Yes. Yes, stay, stay there, stay there. Yes. Yes, come on. Come on. Keep going. Come on. Yes, there it is. Yes. Hold it. Hold the energy. Hold it. Stay there. Yes, great, great. Stay there. And pause, and pause. Thank you, Dara. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Do you look, you need practice. You, you really need practice. Are you doing the three, three, three? Okay, look, okay, that's a, that's a no. You gave me a barely a yes. Is that a yes or a no? It's a one and a half again. You will, then you fucking, your gremlin is owning your life. Your gremlin is owning your life. It is smiling yes. right now. Yeah. Well, there's nothing you can do until you're going to get a grip on your gremlin. Yes. <laughs> All of that, because you, you, you can say yes. You can say yes, you know, as the, as the good student. But nothing will change until you have enough pain about the smile that you put on your face and the, the lack of, in, like, the lack of commitment and inspiration you have about your own life. Your own life, Julia. You have so much to give, but that thing is in your way, big time. You can't even be angry for 15 seconds without starting to smile. Do you want to ask somebody to practice faces with you? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Does someone want to practice with me faces training? Birgit? Birgit? Yes. We can do it in German. Thank you. See, you're even smiling now. You just smile now. Did you notice that? I noticed, yes. I doubt it. I when you said it, I noticed okay. it, but not before. Uh, before, I'm asking about before. So it's so unconscious for you, Julia. It is so unconscious. Try to be this nice, loving little girl, really. And there's a woman, there's a dragon in there. There's a volcano in there, but it's buried. And I wanted to come out. I wanted to see it come out. You get a team. Here. Yes. Okay, well, too. you get a team. What, you know, I don't need any commitment right now, but it's really this question. What are you going to do? How are you going to get yourself out of there? And it's for you. It, the question is for you. If you don't do the free, 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 it's over. It's already over. Okay. Yes. Okay. This mean face, practice it with your people. We have learned to have dead model, overglazed, varnished faces that are totally dead and fake. People walk around with a smile on their face. They have no idea. Okay, so it takes time. It took me 
like a few months, I needed to put my fingers like this before I could actually move my, like you, Anika, I needed to put my fingers here before I could actually move these muscles up, try to take, reclaim the muscles of my face. I can move it anywhere I want. I don't need to be this pretty girl all the time. So give, give that to your people. Okay, any question about this uh, towel work? I just wanna say a few things is that what it can lead into is uh, uh, just kind of medium intensity, like not really high intensity, but medium intensity anger. And after two, three minutes, bring people to a pause. They need to integrate this. And while they're integrating, you need to talk to them. This is your conscious anger. You decided when you started and you decide when you stop. This is, you probably had for the first time in your life, a feeling of anger. Congratulations. Really, it's huge. You can let people integrate, um, let circulate the feeling in their body. Some people will start, you know, tingling, shivering, maybe coughing, maybe crying, whatever happens next, just let it happen. Okay, it doesn't need to be understood. This experience does not need to be understood. You can say that to people. Do not try to figure this out. It is just an experience. And then uh, you can take a few more steps depending on you know, where you wanna go in your intro. But I uh, usually open the door. If, if somebody um, uh, go into making boundaries, for, exa for example. So if people, but Sorry, I'm taking a few steps back. Um, most often people will not say words. When you first do this practice, people will have no words with their anger. So the next step after that is when you, you go back with the towel and the practice is start saying words. Very simple, no, stop, fuck, you know, an insult really, fuck or fuck you or fuck off or get out. Any of those short words if people can start having that in their vocabulary, in their anger, then they start putting words to their anger. Very simple, no and stop. And if people keep sort of keep going and, and start, you know, having actual sentences, then these are gateways for uh, usually boundaries. And if one person really wants to go down that road, I, um, it's a great experience to have the whole group hold space for one person uh, making a boundary and people can have this experience. God, this is possible. Just say no and stop. And you know, this, this stops here. Great. So any question about this, uh, I'll, I'll just call it towel work. Basic towel. I want to add something that uh, once on the Rage Club, I noticed that what really works is when you ask people to re remove these, this down part of your shoe in the front of you, right? Like that. Uh, just move it on the front, yeah. Okay. Yeah. To make the face or just in general? In general, to just touch this muscle because it's something that we really don't, don't use when it comes to use your voice or even in your meme face. Uh, now I connect the things that it can work also. So yeah. it really works for me and yeah, I, I recommend that. Great, thank you. And about this, I just want to say that um, this is pretty extreme. I've never had to do it, 
um, I've heard from Clinton, for example, that he was in a men's group and one man could just not feel angry. They tried everything, towel on the floor, just everything. The guy could just, he was so numb, just so numb. And one of the way they, they got him to feel angry is to press, you can do it just gently, okay? Just do it gently on yourself, on these jaw muscles here, when your, your two jaws come together. Can you feel? I mean, if you have pain, it's probably because you have some anger stored there. But this is where there's a lot of anger. And so you start, if you start pushing, then the, 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 the emotion of anger can start coming up. Just, it's a... But where is it exactly? It's, for me, it's like sort of at the, when it comes together, you know, when the two... Okay. Um, okay. You can feel when you open your mouth. Bones. Yeah, so you know, when people say I'm grinding my teeth, that means they're angry. They're unconsciously mm. angry, but it's just that when you do this, keep all your anger mm. in there instead of actually speaking it. So that's a, a entry point for feeling the feeling or emotion of anger. I have a question on boundaries. Um, so I got a distinction recently whereby um, boundaries are my boundaries that I look after. I can't expect to put my boundaries on anyone else. That was a really big distinction for me. Um, yeah, I guess I just want to put that, that here. Okay. Yes, fantastic. Boundaries are never about anybody else. Boundaries are always about you. Okay, so could, I just want to check, could you, feel, could you feel this experience of going through the process while you're taking other people through the process and this path of you, you, you say, you do something and then you say what you do, or you, you, you say what you do and then you do it. And it goes like this, so people can be with you. Could, could everybody feel that? Yes. Yeah? Great. Yes. Okay, so that was, the, that was the point of this. Great. Okay, we have about 40 minutes and I would still like to practice this question and answer. And to do this in groups of three, we're moving in groups of three. So uh, as usual, a client, a space holder, a coach. A client, your job is you being yourself, okay? You're not making up bullshit question. You're, you're being yourself and you look in yourself for an authentic question. You, you come up with an, as best as you can, an authentic question in the context of, you know, of a rage club or this rage club space holder training, for example, the space holder, your job is to take them on a journey about why are they asking this question? Who are they that this question is important for them? And what is, you know, when people have a question, the way I look at it is that they have certain kind of glasses and they're looking at the world and they can't see this part of the world because they have certain kind of glasses. And you have different glasses that can offer more possibilities. Okay, well, the point is that you can't give, you can't give your glasses to them, but you can change their glasses. You can make offers so that they can change their glasses. How, does it, how is it that, they, that they're looking at the world that they would have this question? What is their research? What is their pain? What is their problem that they've made for themselves to uh, 
to evolve. People make problems for themselves so, so as to have a friction to evolve. And you're, you're holding space for that friction. And I want to give you a few hints is, um, first of all, you, you first need to notice if, is it an authentic question? Like, is it a, a research, research question? Are they being vulnerable? Or is it a question from their gremlin? Meaning they're trying to give their center away. They try to uh, take away your attention, kind of like this woman with habit. They're trying to have negative attention. You know, they, all this gremlin stuff is happening in the space. Or is it a box question? Is it a mind question? Is it an understanding question that they will understand better if they get an answer? Well, both of those questions, especially don't answer them. Like it would be a, dis, a disservice. So one of the ways you can say is make a boundary. You know, you could say, I, I don't answer a gremlin question. But more interestingly would be to, to ask, what is your real question? You know, what is the real question? What is the real pain behind your question? And go to the, go to the source of it. And then um, when you finally distill kind of the, the real question, you bring them on a journey. And that means as a space holder, that means you still need to speak, okay? It's not, it's a conversation, but you still need to provide distinction, a space, um, a spaceship to go on this journey. You need to be with them. It's not just about you giving koans, okay? Does everybody know what koans are? No. These are paradox. Um, like the other day I read this uh, koan of like, the air that we breathe is free. It's like, but is it really? You know, and it's like, that's a kind of a koan. You know, there's no answer, but it's also like, oh God. So it's not a koan journey. It's an actual discovery journey together. Yeah. Okay. And the coach, your same, you know, same job. The coach is to you. You with the space holder, giving them feedback and coaching live for them to be able to be on this journey even like more transformational or just better. Okay. And we have about. I'll do it six or seven. Something like that. Can you just? give another hint on what questions to have for the as a client yeah yeah the, I, I have like it's like yeah yeah it's it's in, your in own personal journey question and if you don't have one that says something about you if you, you're not carrying questions around that says something about you and it, you could have this question why am i not carrying questions around for example yeah, I, I just wanted to clarity around whether it's in a rage clubs context or just about myself. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, cool. Okay, here we go. And uh, Julia and Kiri, everybody's in a group. So you're just in a group. Cool.
Recording in progress. My question, My question is, is giving feedback. My question, My question is, is how do I how do I practice on a day-to-day -day life to to be as much listening to my own song as what is happening around me. Of your what? Of your own what? How, how do I listen more deeply to what, what is moving inside of me and is alive while being connected with the world around me? Thank you. Are you the space holder? Ah, Joe, are you the space holder? Joe, are you the space holder? Okay. Uh, Sibylla, would you just mute? Uh, you are muted, Joe. So what, what is the feeling behind what you have behind this feeling alive? I have some sadness because I often can only really meet one space or the other fully. What do you truly miss? Wait, wait, like who's, so Carol, are you, are you coaching Joe or what? You if you're the coach, you're coaching Joe. Okay. Okay. And Joe is holding space for Sibylla. So Joe, my, the coaching for you is try to imagine what would it be like for the world of Sibylla? You know, it, you know, first of all, is it an authentic question or not? You look at her, you, you think she really has this pain? Yes, I do. I can see, yeah. I can yeah. feel that pain. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and, okay. and the sadness underneath it. Okay. Okay. So. So try to, I be, ask, try, to be, try to move and try to move like, what would it be like? And what possibilities? What possibilities? Or yeah. Or yeah. I, my my instinct is to to have her have clear distinction on the spaces that she can't navigate together. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. So what what is it? What is the difference between the spaces that you can't be in together, Sibylla? What is to notice where does actually this energy goes? If it goes 
outside of your body or if you keep it inside your body. So that oh, like, inside. From, yeah, and and where does it go after these two minutes when you start to get tired and exhausted? Then my invitation is to notice where does it go, this energy. Mm. Like are you are you bringing Jacobo, it outside? Let her answer the question. Yeah, that then I keep push myself to to, to express it even more, but uh, I, I feel that it costs me a lot. Yeah, ask I'm, her what, yeah. why she's no. doing that, always exhausting herself and not um, looking with her energy how to have it well. Yeah, my invitation is to notice where your center is after these two minutes, when you start to get to get tired, physically tired. Yeah, Coco, and to notice, I'm yeah. Just pausing you. The, yeah. This is a different kind of space. There's a space that you're bringing her into, which is an emotional healing process. What happens when you do this? What happens in, if you do this? You know, or you're saying notice, which is, does it mean right now or does it mean in the future? Is it an experiment for the future or is it right now? And that's not clear in your speaking. And so Monica doesn't know, should I notice right now or is it, is it giving me something for the future? What was the invitation? It is something for the future because uh, what we are talking about is about during the three minutes anger practice. Okay. So it is for okay. the next time that, that, uh, that this will happen. Okay, so then, then ju just say that. Just say it when you do the free, free, free. Yeah, okay. But, and, so when you. So, Enyakopo, it's great to have practices, but she, if you don't give her what else, like, she can only notice what she notices. Do you get it? Like who is she? so you need to give her other distinction of what she could notice so she can work with new distinctions. Yes, the distinction that I, that I want to bring and uh, I cannot remember the words is the one about cathexis. Yeah, cathexis and catharsis. Catharsis. Catharsis, yeah. Um. And I don't remember which one is that keeps it, um, br uh, that brings the energy out outside of your body. That would be cathexis. Catharsis. Great, I'll say this quickly because we're coming to an end. Catharsis is this blowing out. It's cathartic, it's out. And cathexis is this transformation. It's using the, the energy and information of the emotions for healing and transformation. Great. Monica and Julia, uh, feedback and coaching for Jacopo. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, what worked for me was the, the first part with this uh, notice when you look at the time. It, it was mainly, mainly that, but later you got lost in, in, in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my feedback is 
that uh, you were so much into explaining and asking and not um, listening to her to the space where she is now, now in that moment and what's coming out of now with her now. Thank you. So, and Julia, can you be clear about the coaching then? What's what the do shift? you mean clear? You mean the situations? No, what's the shift that, he, that Jacopo needs to do? What's the proposal for the shift? The proposal is not so many, ex, not so much explorations and examples. It was, I, I recognized one or two would be enough, but then you added Julia, three, four, pause, five. Pause. I'm asking a different question. You're still giving feedback. Now I'm asking for the coaching. What can Jacopo try differently? Be centered more into your body and with her, into your center and with her instead of your head or your, what you know. Great, so Jacopo, it might help to do this, can we, I'll just wait that you're ready. This being to being connection so that you have this connection. What is happening with Monica right now? But it needs this kind of, it's a golden, uh, for me, it's a golden tube between my being and the being who I'm talking to. So that could be a practice for you. Great. Shift to the yeah. next person. I will be a space holder now. And I wonder what it is that I'm putting out there, or what is the barrier? You say you're very passionate about Rage Club, and it's not mirrored in the number of people. I wonder how you... Have it pause. Yes. You, you are forbidden. I don't know if you ever had this conversation. You are forbidden from doing completion loop. From okay. now on. Because you bore yourself out of your brains by doing that. So here you have a chance to not be bored. Okay? This is really your okay. practice. So look at Juliet. Try anything so that this conversation is not boring for you. And it's also not entertaining for your gremlin. But it's entertaining for your being in your archetypal lineage. And how come that there's a connection between the number of people and their passion about your passion? Well, I have this in me, this universe responds to what I, to my shape and my shape somehow doesn't seem to hold bigger groups. So yes, and I connect that to my, to my showing up with what I have to offer. And what you have to offer is showing in the number of people. Is that what you're saying? Habit, I'm going to beep you because then you're trying, you're going down kind of a rabbit hole and you were doing great mm -hmm. with having this meta conversation. Where do you get, where do you get this idea? Where do you get this idea that people have to be passionate about your work or whatever? That was a great question. And I would stay at this meta level. 
and it, and it could be, I don't know. The question is why, how, how do you block them? Why do you block them? Why is it so important that you have small numbers? You know, so stay meta, I would propose. Okay. What is making me wonder is, it, it seems like you're looking for people who match you. Like you are passionate about something and they should be passionate about them too, about that too. What would what could be a different way of relating to each other? Can you imagine another way of relating than matching to someone with the same passion? Well, it's this, I have something that would serve you or that is valuable, is of value to you, to your evolution, to your path. And how do they know? So, Habet, I, if you ask that, then Julia has to wonder about them. Mm -hmm. And she, then it's guessing. So stay with okay. her. So bring up on my question, like right now would be, okay, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with relating to people like that? Because she, has the, if she hasn't chose that before, that, that means there's something in the way. Does that make sense to you or? Yes, why didn't you choose that before, that bringing up with something that is valuable to others rather than what, what your passion is about? Ask it a different way, Habit. Okay. Yeah, what's in the way of... of of presenting whatever is someone else's value than looking out for someone who matches you. What's in the way? I, 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 I wouldn't even say that I'm not doing that. And there's something about trying uh, trying to match so mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it is what the value is that i give to them and then trying to figure out how i have to put it so that they get it so then mm -hmm. i'm over there mm -hmm. so i'm either at my passion which people can look and say interesting she's having fun or i'm trying to put it so they understand and then i'm over there And it's like in between, there's a gap. There's a, it's like an abyss or something where it, I'm not building the bridge where it's either about them or about me, but it's not, it's not. I can literally feel the gap, but I'm as I, I, I'm yeah. as so what as to bridge what would look like, Habit. Yeah. Say again, Annika. Ask her what the bridge could look like. Yes. What, what, What could be the bridge? If you look into this abyss, what could be the bridge? Um, uh, so getting out of my own way of that it's about me is one. That just anyone signing up. That yeah. So I'm pausing also, Julia, because we have not so much time. Habet, this would have been a moment where you could have brought a distinction instead of having her, having Julia figure it out, because she. Julia only has the tool that she has right now. And so she kind of figured out oh, there's something missing. But then at that point, you can go in and say, 
this is what you're doing and this is what else is possible. Get, give her the X on the map and give her a possibility. So if you can do that in a minute. Yeah, like what you're doing is you have this either or concept. It's, it's either me or them. What else is possible? So, so here have it. You have the answer, right? No, I mean, I mean, we don't know what is her answer to that question. I have well, a different that, answer. Yeah, give me your answer because right. that is exactly. It's like it's the same mechanism. It's like just, and that is exactly what it is. Go. Yeah, to go with them, to build the bridge with them. It's actually what I'm doing with you now. It's like I'm. What 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 I want to do is I want to build a bridge with you. I don't want to build it for you or or to tell you. Okay, I know it. You don't. Like you would do if you would say I have something that you don't have. So I will offer you something valuable. I mean, I wouldn't be attracted by that. But I w I would want you to go with me. I wouldn't want you to take me somewhere. Like that, we will discover that place together. And that's what might be more attractive to you as well than having to serve people, like offering them something and figuring it out for them. Yeah. I don't want to figure Thank it you. out. Thank <laughs> you. Coming to an end. Thank you. Thank you. Your feedback and coaching for her bed. Yeah, I'm, I'm inviting you to be more dangerous, Habet. Like I, I want to feel you. I want to have your distinctions. I want you to be dangerous with your sword. Yeah, there, there was like a wandering sometimes in your in your coming in, like a sort of holding back a little bit, not sureness. So, go. Yeah, and what really worked for me was that last part where you really showed yourself with. With, yeah, with what's in you, what's alive in you. The two coaching that I would have, the first is the same is, can I make a deal with you that, for, seriously, for the next year, you're not allowed to make any completion loop. And one entire year from 6th of December, 2021 to 2022. Okay. Is it a deal? So not Okay. Not even an emotional healing process. Okay. Got my hand. You see that? Okay. You're yes, a witness. I can see it. <laughs> it's on record. Okay. Because you don't know when you do it out of survival or if you do it out of service. Okay. It will take you a year to be able to figure that out, I think. Okay. And the other one is uh, your gremlin sort of still comes in with this trying to go into trying to understand the tiny little bits of how Julia thinks, you know, and it's almost close to understanding. And instead, stay at the level of mimetics of dangerousness of uh, explain to me how you are, why is it like this, how, but not into the details. That is more dangerous. Cool. Yes, thank you, okay. thank you very much. It was super helpful. Thank you, Julia. I go with my question. 
how do you use it? What's... I, 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 I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm unsure in using it. I would like to use it even more. Hmm. And what, what is the nature of that uncertainty? The nature of uncertainty. Mm, I'm looking well, for, for well, the right moments, the right situations. So, so one thing, Kiri, is that Birgit has almost a little smile on her face, even now. You notice? That's her gremlin. So it's basically, she's, her gremlin is running in circles around you, kind of having this intellectual conversation. So it's just feedback for you about the kind of questions you, you're asking. Mm, so I don't know what the thing is, but shift the question into an edge that uh, is she doesn't already know. It is, it is some, a completely new territory. So we're not even talking about, there's something that she doesn't know that she doesn't know about. Uh, Jay, do you have a feedback for, uh, is he still here? Yeah, oh, something yeah. about the questions being simpler. Yeah, more, more direct. What is the nature rather than why? What does it feel like? So, Birgit, if you're going to be dangerous with me right now, what is the question that you would ask me? Go. Ask me the right questions. I don't want to. I don't want to waste time. I want to get uh, to the point. Be what quick. stops you from being dangerous? So, Kiri, stop for a minute. What I heard you say is, if you were going to ask me a dangerous question, what would be the question? That was the challenge you gave her. Correct? Yes. Okay, she changed the conversation and you let her. Yeah. Yeah, then you have lost your sword. She played confused, she changed the conversation and then it's lost. You say, no, that is not what I said. Hmm. Even, and you can say, the fact that you didn't even hear what I said tells me something. It's a, you can't even, you can't even hear my proposal for you to ask a dangerous question right now. Hmm. So that reveals a lot, playing confused, changing the subject. So in your own words, what, so it's sort of a do over, you have a do over. The Birgit, right now, you're playing confused. I asked you to ask me a dangerous question. So Kiri, just uh, refinement and elegance, she doesn't know why she played confused because she didn't get your first question. So you have to say it again. This is what I said and you changed the subject. And so I'm asking you again, you have to, you have to spell it out. Go ahead. I asked you to ask me a dangerous question and you changed the subject. Go. So I'm asking you again. 
please ask me a dangerous question. Right now. Right now. What are you most afraid of? So this still feels like a safe question to me. What would be a more dangerous question? How can you take this to the next level, Brother? What is an unpleasurable feedback that you want to give me? I want to give you the feedback that you look frozen right now. I can't fully feel you in this space. I can't feel your sword against my throat. I want to know that you're here. Thank you. So I'm not a participant, Birgit. I'm a trainer. So ask me a trainer question. Ask me a question that's dangerous for me. Kiri, yeah. The pro at this point, after opening two doors like that, or even three, it's that I would have a meta conversation. Now she has enough of an experience that she cannot do it. Okay, why not? And, and, you can, and then you can go into that. Because until she goes through that, there's no way that she, that Birgit can actually ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on for you right now, Birgit? So uh, Kiri, just pause for a second. Because the way you ask Birgit is you're gonna get a sharing. Okay, you don't want to share. Mm -hmm. So the one way that I do this is that I, I, I make it painful. The X on the max map, I make it painful. I ask you this, you play confused. Then I ask you this and you go frozen, which means numb, which means fear. So what is, what is really going on? And make it painful and big instead of otherwise you're going to get a superficial bullshit answer. Mm. So in your own words, make it painful enough about what's going on. So Birgit, we're here in Rage Club Spaceholder Training. You're here because you want to use your sword in service to people. And I gave you this golden opportunity to ask me a dangerous question in a completely safe space. And you went confused and you froze. Kiri, just pause for a second. Somehow, I don't know if, Jay, you can feel, there's almost a, a tone, um, an underlying of uh, blame. Hmm. Could you, did you also sense it, Jay, or? Something about um, the assumption around that she's confused. It's this kind of, you should already be able to do this. And it's, yeah. so that's not the thing. It's just you painting it painfully neutral, neutrally, neutral, neutrally painfully, neutrally painful. Okay, so shift go. Oh, I'm feeling myself going liquid. Great. I don't know how to do this either. Noticing my fear. Mm. And I want this for you, Birgit. I want to feel your sword at my throat. And you're giving me confusion and you're giving me yeah, you seem blank and numb and I can't feel you in the space. Hmm. I can feel my sword a little bit. 
I just, so beep. If you just say that and you don't ask a question, then she has to rescue you in terms of speaking again, or otherwise it's a one-sided conversation. It's kind of, you know, your opinion or your what, and you don't care about her. So you really need to ask a question. Yeah. What's going on over there? Yeah. Okay, and, and here is... we coming to an end, yeah. Yeah. That would be the last effect. Great, thank you. Okay, a couple of minutes of feedback and coaching for Kiri. Something uh, for me about keeping uh, clear with what the, the original question is and the process back to changed roles. So yeah, it was um, keeping it about Birgit and her original question that got lost. And what would be the possibility, Jay? The possibility would be um, looking for the deeper question underneath. How can I be more dangerous? What is it that's limiting you from being more dangerous? I, I have another possibility. Yeah, for about what Jay was saying, it's fine to have people practice with you. The thing is, you can you can always don't answer their question or don't engage in the in the experiment. You keep having this meta conversation about is this working? Is this not working? And if it's not working, why? So you you answered the question and got down a level. So stay in the meta conversation. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. That, that was what I was meaning, that you engaged with your question rather than keeping the overview of her original question. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And Birgit, it would be great to give, to have feedback and coaching from you also for Kiri. Yeah. Um... While we have a few seconds here together, can anybody, Julia, can you say one thing about what you've learned in, in this space, something that you take with you? I've learned to be in connection instead of from my, how I think it will work, instead of being in real connection here and now. Cool, thank you. I noticed that working with questions, my vacuum becomes richer. I have more curiosity and more vacuum available. Also by getting questions back. So, so yeah, I found helpful to, uh, Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sibylla. Okay, everybody's back. Would you, everybody take a deep breath, please? My internet is a bit unstable. Can you still hear me? 
I see. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up in sign language and do my best. Uh, there's <laughs> assignments I want to give you for this week. Well, first of all, is if you haven't done the interview, do the interview with what we've practiced today. And if you want to do the interview again, just do it again. Just practice doing interviews. And you don't have to be in, in your perfect free cell. I don't know if you get this, but just talk to one person that works. So you don't have to figure out this time zone for, for three people. And the other uh, and the other thing that I would want us to do is go and lie down. Annika, I'm gonna mute you. Make you over there. To just right now, if you can, or tomorrow, to make a list of five things that you have not that you're still missing from your childhood. Five things that you didn't make happen in your childhood that you wanted to do you know you wanted to swim naked in the lake like kind of small things we're not talking about big things but kind of these important but non-urgent things from your childhood or teenager or early early 20s that you haven't completed and then you pick one you make you make the list of five you pick one and you make it happen you use your anger to complete one of the things that you could never complete in your childhood. Like eat one kilo of ice cream on Saturday morning. Or I don't know if you can hear me, but just okay, and, and please share your please share your five things. Okay, we wanna know, we wanna know who you are. What are the things that you have not completed? And and also you can share um, how it was to actually use your anger, your adult anger, your conscious anger to complete. Uh, one thing to to give yourself as a gift this one thing cool and i would love to hear uh, if there's any sharings or comments about this practice of asking questions what have you learned what are you taking with you what you're you muted when it's not just okay <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Bye.